the number one reason I see guys not catching fish or not catching enough fish, losing fish, is operator error. 90% of the fish are caught by 10% of the fishermen. Of 100 boats going out on a Saturday, 80 of them are following the crowd. 10 of them shouldn't be past the inlet. Eight are dialed in for the most part, but two are professionals that are relentlessly dedicated to putting fish on deck despite any conditions, day in and day out, adapting and using past experience. Sit down, strap in, and get ready to take some notes. We're going to take the fishing game to the next level. Welcome to the Obsidian Fishing Podcast. What do I mean by that? I'm going to give you guys a little personal story. Um my experience in the past so we were fishing about 50 miles offshore in the gulf stream where the gulf stream meets the atlantic ocean as we like to call it around that nice water line where the blue water kind of meets the green water and um we were pulling jagahoos made by blue water candy if anybody's familiar with that it's like a wire leader this was in the fall i think because we're, we're gonna do some grouper fishing in the afternoon we want to pull around, maybe catch a wahoo in the morning. It's got a wire leader on it, big heavy lead head, kind of like an islander. And then it's got a blade on the back that twirls. And uh, we had caught a lot of fish on, we caught tuna, mahi, wahoo, all that stuff on the jagahoos all year. And I bought a couple brand new ones, like a purple and black and a red and black. Guy yeah, I was fishing with, never fished them before. He was used to like the Islander and uh, Ballyhoo. So he's like, all right, we'll fish one, one of your lures. And I was like, all right. So I put it on like the left short or no, yeah, left long, my bad. Left longer here. And we're pulling along. It goes, pops out of the rigger. Reel goes, nothing. I drop it back. Nothing, 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 nothing. Waiting, waiting, pulling along, waiting for that wahoo to come back, you know, take a second bite. Nothing. I was like, what happened? He's like, pull that thing in and check it. I was like, no, it's good, dude. He's like, pull it in and check it. I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I crank it in before we put it back on the long rigger. And uh, I'm looking at it in the water. Blades are spinning fine. Lure's got no grass on it, nothing. I was like, yep, good to go. And put it back in the long rigger. 10, 15 minutes later, same thing. Pops out of the outrigger. Nothing. Pulls off. Drop it back. I'm like, what is going on? Waiting for that wahoo. Come back, cut it, you know, take a second bite. Dropping it back, dropping it back. Give it some heat. Waiting on it. And nothing. I'm like, all right, what is happening here? He's like, pull that thing in and check it. I said, okay, okay, okay. So I crank it in, and I look out in the water. I'm like, Andy, it is his name was Andy. And uh, <laughs> I'm like looking in the water. I'm like, it's fine. He's like, let me see it real quick. So I pull it out of the water, and uh, I grab the leader, and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, son of a bitch. They come with a little plastic hook guard on the J-hook. And I never took that hook guard off of the hook. And I felt like a total dumbass. <laughs> so 
So it was like those little attention details. Like that was the only two Wahoo bites we had all day. It was on that one lure. We didn't have any bites on the Ballyhoo with the Islanders. And that was it. Uh, that was the only two bites we got. And we didn't catch either of them because of that little piece of attention to detail of looking at that lure, making sure, you know, the hook, hook tip is sharp, doesn't have a hook guard on it, that type of thing. I didn't even, it didn't even register in my mind. I was like, I'm not going to check the thing for a hook guard because all my other J hooks I use in my Ballyhoo rigs, none of them come with hook guards. You just buy the J hook, right? So we, went, we ended up going and like doing some grouper fishing the rest of the day after we didn't have any luck pulling around for like another hour. All right. But anyways, after that story, hopefully you guys learned a little something why attention to detail matters. And attention to detail and laziness fall hand in hand, in my opinion. Um, you have to have both, or excuse me, you have to do everything you can to alleviate both of those issues. And then also you have like your gear. So it's gear, attention to detail, and laziness that can cause you to lose fish or not catch fish. So we'll talk about gear, you know, having the right rod and reel. Obviously you can't have, or like, you know, some guys have rods and reels for every single situation, but don't go into a gunfight with a knife, right? If you're going grouper fishing and you have, you know, your little cobia rod or whatever, it's seven foot medium and you're used to throwing a little two ounce jig on it with a 65 pound braid, you're probably going to get your ass kicked, right? It's happened to me before. I've lost fish because of knots, because of line, because of the rod just doesn't have enough backbone um, and paying attention too. So make sure you're you got the gear for the situation you're going for. If you don't have the right gear, you know maybe ask a buddy if you're going with him like, hey man, do you guys have gear I can borrow because I've never jigged for tuna or I've never gone grouper fishing or wahoo fishing or whatever. You know, the same thing goes like if you have a 10,000 size spinning reel and you want to pull, you know, a ballyhoo on it, it's not going to ask anybody who pulls anything on, you know, 30, 50, 80 wise, that type of thing. You're not going to do well with a spinning rod. You hook a 60 pound wahoo, he's going to spool it like it's nothing. So bring the right gear for the right situation. It might be, you know, if you're going to be continuously going fishing for that, like target species might be worth investing in that, you know, the right gear. And then some guys, it was happening to me too. Like when I first got into saltwater fishing is I thought I had it all figured out, but I didn't. And then like, I'll buy a group of rod and reel. And then I understand like, oh man, I need a different rod and reel, <laughs> you know? So if you're kind of getting into saltwater fishing, or you've never targeted a species and you're going with somebody who has, I recommend going with them, using their gear, or at least, you know, if you're really set on using your own stuff, ask them what they're using and buy something super similar. Because if they have the experience of, um, you know, catching grouper and they like a five, five, six foot, you know, Travala extra, extra heavy, spinning rod and the reel's got a super high gear ratio and you're using a 100 pound line so you can just crank the drag down just yank them out of that hole or away from that reef you know that it might not be something that you're thinking of like okay grouper fishing 65 pound you know i could probably use a seven foot rod or whatever 
and it's like man it's just not realistic so gear talk to the guys who have done it for or at least see what they're using and you know i don't really recommend buying the most high-end gear the first time until you're really nailing it down um on like what you like like i definitely want you know for bottom fishing a super short rod a uh, reel with a super high gear ratio that way i'm not cranking up all day long you know you can just boom zip it up you know if you're fishing 100 to 300 foot of water um attention to detail so attention to detail me not looking at that hook i've seen hook points get bent before i've seen them get rusty and just kind of like snap off um i like to carry a, a file with me i always like to brush up my j hooks you know because those things are kind of expensive if you're trolling a lot you're not going to replace your hooks after every trip so bring a file hit them a couple times you know make sure they're nice and uh pointy making sure you guys gear staying lethal <laughs> and uh what else gear wise don't let your line sit on your reels i change mine about once a season so brain you could probably get away with more or it depends on how much you fish braid you could maybe make it last a season or two but i don't want to be the guy who hooks a big fish and loses it because you know i should have swapped my line so make sure you guys have like a seasonal rotation and i always keep a note on my phone you know i've got on this reel you know 550 yards of 65 pound braid that's a lot of braid by the way but anyways you get the point keep notes that'll help out a lot what you have on it when you swapped it out leader as well floral leader i wouldn't you know if you've got leftover floral leader from like the year before that stuff's still good but i would not fish the same floral leader twice unless it's really heavy stuff you know that 130 pound or more 100 pound depends on like the application but don't be cheap skating on your line because in my opinion the weakest part of your whole setup or at least it should be is the knot the knot's got to be strong you got to tie the right knot and then your line's got to be fresh where it has maximum strength one thing hitting on gear too Sometimes like you have a lure that's all scratched to shit and that's like your best, you know, lure For whatever reason it works, right? Sometimes, you know, like I don't think the color of a lure or like how beautiful it looks is the deciding factor I think it's more like the presentation Are you fishing at the right place at the right time and the right application? So if you got a jig that's all scratched to shit and you're catching fish on it, man, I would keep fishing it. I've got a couple of Shimano Colt snipers that are all scratched up and they're like, once I start catching fish on one, one, you know, in a season, I'll just keep that one Colt sniper on, you know, hopefully as long as, you know, I can make it last until eventually somebody gets tangled up and I got to cut it off, <laughs> you know, um, on the headboats out here in Southern California. But, uh, yeah. And then laziness. Okay. I have learned from experience laziness does not help you at all when you're saltwater fishing. You got to keep tying your knots. You got to check your floral leader. You got to swap out that sardine. 
that you know that live bait that pinfish or whatever you know if you're dropping down um if you get bit say you're like bottom fishing and you kind of get some bites and you know you guys are running into like snappers or whatever don't be afraid to like if you think you got cleaned off crank up make another drop otherwise you're just wasting your time and you don't want to obviously waste your time when you're fishing you know make the most of it don't be lazy do the things that you know you should you know i i do hunting in you know the fall and if you are lazy you're not gonna kill anything laziness has definitely bit me in the ass more than a couple times <laughs> you know make sure you guys are checking your rigs making sure you know you've got bait on your hook the sardine is fresh your floral leader swapped out you're not still good especially if you're catching fish you're I recommend retying at least you know once after every other fish preferably after every fish especially if you're catching big bluefin tuna something like that that is really hard on your gear and you're putting a lot of torque on them you know trying to yank them up uh yellowtail too if you're fishing a light leader just don't be lazy retie you know that way you know like all right man if i get a bite I'm going to catch him. I, I'm gonna, you want to put every odd in your favor that you can. All right, guys. That kind of wraps up operator error. Don't want to make it longer than what it is. But I think everybody, if you've been fishing for any kind of time horizon, that you know what things you should be doing and should not be doing. And just don't get lazy. Have attention to detail. Make sure you don't have hook guards on your hooks. <laughs> and... Uh, you're going to catch more fish. It's as simple as applying yourself and paying attention to the little things. Now, um, and that's how you get better. You're stacking the odds. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And you're showing up at the right place at the right time. And you're going to catch more fish. Hope you guys enjoy the show and can use some of the tactics to put more fish in the boat. Please leave a review. It's the only way this thing grows. And it's my only ask in return. Also, if you put smackdowns on fish, maybe help a kid catch one or let them crank on one for a bit. You never know when you could create a lifelong sportsman. If it weren't for guys willing to take me fishing, show me the ropes, I definitely would not be the fisherman I am today. So let's all carry that forward, help the next generation, because the fish depend on future sportsmen like us. Also, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm always up for questions if you guys want to talk or if you guys want to link up, do some uh, fishing out of SoCal. Until next time. Keep those lines tight, boys.